We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the 300th episode of the RotoViz flagship podcast, Curtis and Dave Iteration. We are playing Dynasty Blind Date and more on RotoViz Radio. What's up, RotoViz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners here at Rotoviz coming at you for the 300th episode since Curtis and I started doing this together. It has gone by pretty quickly, but uh, at the same vein, Curtis, uh, we've got a lot of reps in. I think at this point we've had a fair amount of mind meld and it has been, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a strong uh, podcast partnership here. Yeah, man. Um, I, I did a hundred, I was thinking about this, you know, last week when we, when we, you know, did the counts and, and we knew that this would be a big episode for us. And, you know, I think I've done something like 50 podcasts with Ryan McDowell. Um, I did like a hundred with Travis May. Uh, on the dynasty command center, but I mean, we have just lapped them. Yes. I mean, it, this is, but I mean, I've spent more time talking fantasy football with you. I mean, probably than anyone. Yeah. Um, and especially over the last three years, uh, it's not even close. Uh, and it's just really cool. And I mean, for, first off, I mean, we got to pay a little bit of respect. I mean, you know, you and Matt Friedman, I think did, almost 200 episodes together before I even came on board. Yep. So you've probably done 500 episodes, Dave. Oh, easily. I've probably done more than that. I think you've, yeah, I think you've done over 500 and then, you know, you and I have been doing this for almost two and a half years now Two it'll be two and a half years in September. Yep. Um, and, and we've got 300 in. So, you know, just from Dave and I, you know, we want to thank all the listeners, you know, we put this out there because you keep listening as long as you keep listening, we're going to keep putting it out there. Uh, we've got a lot of great content on RotoBiz Radio, and this just is one of the options. And, you know, we're just grateful that you continue to click on these things and download them and listen to them. Um, and, you know, hopefully winning a lot of money and a lot of pride and a lot of bragging rights in your fantasy leagues, whether they're Dynasty, Best Ball, Redraft, or what have you. Or maybe you're just a degenerate and like listening 
to us rant about fantasy football, even though you don't play very much, that'd be fine too. Um, but you know, Dave, Hey, it's been great. Looking forward to our next hundred. We'll, we'll try to celebrate each of these, uh, you know, hundredth episodes, uh, as we count up now, it feels like, you know, we can start doing that. And, you know, I, I do want to call attention to, you know, we had a little contest last week, Dave on X and we, Wait, is uh, that, is that what we call it now? So like you don't I actually say do. Twitter, I, is it I mean, officially X now? I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I, you got to, the brand says it's X, All right. you know, I mean, we can call it Twitter, but. So it's no it's, longer it's, follow it's on, on Twitter. Phone. It's follow on X. Oh, see, mine hasn't follow updated yet. Oh, it hasn't. No. Yeah. Like I literally have a black square on my phone. That's this X. It's a wild That's, world, man. It is All a right. wild world. So. Um, let me, yeah, let me actually open this up. We had, um, we had people have a chance, Dave, to compete for a free entry in the FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship. You know, we're going to draw a name here live on the air. And this person's going to get to draft a team with you and I, co-manage it over the course of the year. And they're going to get their share of, you know, well, probably a million dollars after you win the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's a pretty, this is a pretty good deal. Yeah, All is. you had to do was retweet the uh, celebration post uh, and update or post a, a new five-star pod review of the pod and post a screenshot of your review. Uh, and, you know, you guys responded um, and gave us a lot of love. So, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Dave, I've got it narrowed down to about um, five posts that I've randomly selected collected yep and so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to just pick a number between one and five and then we're gonna we'll read the review and then we will um yeah we'll have to coordinate we'll get i guess we'll give the person 24 hours after we announce this on the show and i will at them uh try to dm them if they've got open dms yep and if they don't claim it we'll go on to so we'll draw a backup as well gotcha okay. all right we'll go with three so number between one and five here three Three. Okay, so three. The lucky winner is, I don't think we have a drum roll uh, sound effect. We have lots of sound effects that we often play when they're not supposed to be played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just have the joke. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schimpf. It's at Adam J. Schimpf. You are the winner, sir. And Adam writes, simply the best. Life, simple pleasure. When a new Rotoviz radio show comes across my feed, Dave and Curtis make high-level fantasy strategy approachable and actionable. Thanks for the great work and enjoyment. As an added bonus, they also take the time to listen or to respond to listener questions. Thanks, guys. All right. So, Adam, great. if you hear this on the pod, you can DM the at Rotoviz X account <laughs> or the at C Patrick NFL X account to claim your prize, and uh, I'll, I'll be looking for that as well tomorrow we'll try to coordinate we will actually if if you're open to it adam we'll live stream that draft have a little bit of fun let people watch and uh dave and i will have to incorporate some of your takes into our draft strategy for that one as we seek a million dollars uh on ffpc and the fantasy pros championship but dave now that we've celebrated our achievement i think you've got a little fun game uh queued up for us here it's something that we've done i don't know five or six times over those 300 episodes but it's been a long time since we've done it i think it'll be fun for the listeners
Nothing like a fun, terrible sound bank. According to some people, but I actually like that one. When we first rolled out these sound banks, there were some listeners that weren't happy. Uh, nonetheless, we've we've kept them up, and we're going to keep them that way, Curtis. I've got my Mega Man sound bank right, in there still. Right. We could get into a, a sound bank duel here. But sound I, bank wars? Yes. That's what that's the content that people really want, Dave. <laughs> yes, it it's is. Sound bank wars. Although the issue with that would be I would be hitting the pad that I've intended to hit, so... <laughs> we'll ace it when it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right so we've done this concept before i always enjoy this i decided it's actually what we would come back to for this special episode and also because we have not hit too much dynasty content uh in this stretch of the year did want to give a little bit of time to that topic because i know for some people that is their favorite format uh, still is for a lot of people. So how this works is I'm going to give Curtis some high level details on a player, a little bit about his situation, where he is at the current point in his career. And then a couple of stats from recent seasons, but I'm not going to say who this player is. Curtis will then give us an idea, a quick assessment of what that player's value might look like by pinpointing a couple of other players that they feel could be in a similar range of dynasty value at the given point in time. Then after he has done that, we will share who the player is and then kind of go from there. So follow along at home, see if you can figure out who it is and think about how you might value these players. We have, right, man, I, I'm getting antsy. I've got, I got my whiteboard out. I'm going to be making some notes oh, nice. uh, while, while you, call out some of these key uh, stats and uh, uh, narratives on these players. And I'm going to do my best, man. Hopefully I don't let the listeners down. I think you're going to do good. And if I remember correctly, last time you were, you were pretty solid here. So I'm going to try to be a little bit more vague this time so that you can't snipe who it is before. uh... (laughs) All right. So we're going to do a quarterback, a running back and two wide receivers. I could not find a tight end one that was going to be interesting without it being too apparent who it was. So let's start at quarterback. Um, This quarterback has played more than two seasons, less than five. They play in a pretty good offense. They have some strong weapons. Three or four. (laughs) Three or four four. seasons. Yep. Yep. Okay. Had to check how astute you were on that one. Okay. Um, So clearly, you know, they're still, they're still a young passer. Um, yep. They do have some seasons under their belt. I like the offense that they play in. They do play with some other talented players in their offense. Uh, from a stat perspective, last year, this player was not a QB1. Throughout their career, though, they have finished um, inside on a points-per-game basis. Uh, the top five at one point in their young career. Um, This is also a player that plays on a team that isn't afraid to pass a lot. And I guess another thing that I would highlight here is if you look across their career um, in terms of passing touchdowns, this player has gone over 30 passing touchdowns in at least one of their seasons. And then finally, uh, they boast a pretty competitive 
completion percentage. So last year, mm. um, you know, maybe a season that uh, still was, I think, solid, but a lot of people would expect that they could improve upon that year. Okay. So I, my notes are been in, has three or four years uh, in the league, good offense, has finished in the top five once, but coming off a down year, at least for the player, and has over 30 touchdowns once. Um, and was not... When you say that this this player wasn't a top 12 QB last year, are you talking total fantasy points or per points game. per game? Per game. Per game? Yep. Okay. I think I actually I think I actually might have figured out who it is. You probably have. Um is it Justin Herbert? It is Justin Herbert. Okay. So, yeah, so it's Justin Herbert, but even even um yeah, I mean even if I wasn't able to hone in on who the player was Let, let's just think about this so we're you know things you could have told me that would have maybe given it away more but also would have made it even easier to evaluate would have been um this player is now you know one of the highest paid quarterbacks yep. in the league um you know his team re-upped etc but you know all the good surrounding pieces top five once that's the type of thing that tells me you know the team's got a commitment the team's built around him um and, you know, the upside has already been there. You know, 30-plus touchdowns, you know, it's becoming somewhat of a lower bar, but still it's it's usually maybe on one hand or, you know, you don't need your full second hand to count how many QBs do that in any given year. Uh, it's, still, it's still pretty difficult, uh, even with the 17th game, for people to get to that level. So, I mean, if I hadn't been able to say that it was Justin Herbert, I still would have said, you know, this is a guy that probably needs to be thought about in the first or second round of super flex startups, um, you know, there could have been a risk there that maybe it wasn't Justin Herbert. And we're talking about, um, you know, somebody I'm trying to think of who, who would maybe be a little bit lower. The three or four years thing is, is what kind of pushes us off some people, maybe right. Daniel Jones or something like that. Yep. Uh, if you had given me different stats, it could have maybe made me think it was Daniel Jones. Um, but I certainly would have said, Hey, this is a top 24, uh, dynasty startup pick in super flex and probably a player that even has some value in single QB, uh, single QB dynasty. Now I will say, you know, if we're going to hone in on Justin Herbert here a little bit, I mean, I think it's, it's quite possible that people could be reevaluating him versus Joe Burrow after this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, I, Joe Burrow is that step below Mahomes and Hertz and Allen but he, you know, he's kind of that next guy there that everyone seems to think is is head and shoulders above, you know, the Herbert, uh, Kyler, Lamar uh, type tier that that materializes after that. I mean, in this Kellen Moore offense, I think we're gonna get back to just flying high, Justin Herbert, you know, slinging the ball all over the field, um, just total balls to the wall in this offense. So I think. You know, if you're the betting type, you know, he's one of the guys that could potentially go for 5,000 this year. Um, certainly, I think will pass for more than 4,500 yards again, yeah. um, which he's already done, I think, twice in his career. But I think I think it's wheels up. And I mean, the team continues to invest around him. The Keenan Allen's getting longer in the tooth, but they bring, what do they do? They bring in Quentin Johnson underneath them um, to make sure that that, you know, next level of receiver is ready. So, yeah, Justin Herbert, I mean, 
that he's a sterling dynasty asset at this point. He's definitely a building block. He's the type of player that you can probably offer three first four and still get turned down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you know you have something real. So that, that was a fun one, Dave. Yeah, I think you're letting me get warmed up here a little bit. Yeah, well, and, and you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this is we see him going at QB5, which to me makes a ton of sense. I think also your point about the possibility that you could flip him and Herbert at the end of this year, I think is a point that's well taken for some of the reasons that you mentioned. And the final thing I just wanted to touch upon here is, uh, like I said last year, I think some people would consider it a bit of a down year, seeing that on a PPR per game basis, he actually was just QB 16. I would say, though, he still finished eight in passing touchdowns in his career, 25 passing touchdowns, the lowest of his of his three seasons, but did have 38 the year prior to that 31 as a rookie. There are not a lot of players you can say about this. And also if I'm looking forward, there's only probably about five. Maybe you could make an argument for more or say that it would be less players that are going to pass for more than 30 touchdowns and that you're going to feel really confident about it. I think this organization is set up in a way that's just going to continue to allow him to succeed. So I wanted to point that out that despite any negativity you might have left left last season with, he still should be in the top five of dynasty quarterback rankings. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So let's move to running back now. Um, I'm hoping this one is pretty fun here too. Uh, Took me a while to pick which running back we wanted to go with here. Um, this is a running back that has played either three, four or five seasons. I'm not going to give you as, as narrow of a window. Now plays in a pretty good offense. Are you going to tell me for, are you going to tell me first contract or not? Um, you don't have to, I don't think I'm going to tell you that. I don't think I'm going to tell you okay. that. All right. I'm not going to okay. say first contract. I will say this player is under 25. Um, okay. the offense that he's playing in, he is clearly, um, well positioned to be the RB one on that team. There's a couple of guys that you could maybe say have some potential behind him, but he looks to be in a class of his own, um, in his offense can be effective as a rusher and as a receiver from a stat perspective, this player last year was not even in RB2, Curtis, um, in PPR per game. If you look across this player's career um, in terms of PPR per game, this player has never cracked his way into the RB2 ranks. Uh, that said, they did have seven rushing touchdowns last year, did go over four yards per carry, and does still have a name that carries some value. Uh, and the final thing I would say is he still falls in the range of a player that I would say many fantasy managers are expecting to potentially still be on the rise. Wow. That's a con- man on the rise still, huh? Maybe not that, necessarily that, on the rise, but but being but many people still think he's going to outplay what we have seen him do at this point. Okay, okay, I'm not sure, and you don't have to tell me. I'm going to take a guess just because it makes it easier for me to um, 
it's either this player or this is the way that I would view the player. Sure. Okay. If it's not Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. that that this is the same situation um, that I would be comparing that player to. I mean, we talk about a guy that's uh, potentially still in his fifth year or less and under the age of 25. That's a player that we think has a little bit of tread left on the tires. It sounds like his usage has been really low. So maybe it's a player that gives us a lot more after the age of 25 than we would typically get uh, from other players and you know so sometimes in dynasty pl- playing more is the worst thing you can do for your value um, so it sounds like this is a guy that has maybe had a little bit of that dynasty appeal for a while because we've never still really seen it pay off um, he's you know he, he's still got a reputation so I'm gonna say let's think about this player like Alexander Madison, which is basically like, I don't know, um, two years ago on Tony Pollard. You know, it's like when we've just seen enough in a couple games, you know. Uh, So this is the type of player that probably commands maybe a late first in in a future dynasty uh, trade or a pair of seconds. And, uh, and and mostly standing on the perception of redraft value um, because you told me there's not a lot of depth behind the player. So um, I guess, yeah. Is it Madison? And if not, let's see how close I was on that evaluation. It's not Madison, but it's re- this exercise worked out nicely because it's really interesting to view this player through the lens of a Madison. It actually is Cam Akers. Oh, okay. Yeah, Per, yeah, that's perfect. Um, yep. I actually think that that stands up quite nicely. Um, other than Acres, probably, you know, having a bigger name, bigger time prospect, but that gets balanced out with the injuries that he's had and the negative perception around the offense in comparison to Madison, who's been in an offense that's been a little bit more steady, particularly in the running game over the past couple of years. But I actually stand by the valuation. I think that's still probably about you know, right for acres. Yeah. It's the most interesting part of it is um, to hear you talk about the fact that this is a player that could still be in consideration for a first uh, just because really Curtis last year was his best. It, it's wild. Last year actually was cam acres best year from a fantasy perspective coming in with a PPR per game rank of 40. Um, he did manage last year to go over 31 time. Uh, but beyond that, you know, there was scant production, uh, in terms of these high point value games ended with just 9.7 PPR per game last year, but between weeks 13 and 18 was an RB one or RB two every week and did record three RB one finishes. Uh, so he will be a very interesting piece to look at this year, especially as I think, and I'm not sure if on any of the teams we drafted on the show, we have had the conversations about, is this the type of guy that you could go with in some type of configuration that looks something like hero RB. So we'll be interesting to see what acres does. What's really interesting. I was, uh, as, as you were, um, providing some additional context there, I pulled up the dynasty ADP tools. Yep. Uh, for Rotoviz, Triflex, FFPC uh, leagues. And 
Wouldn't you know it, Dave? Alexander Madison and Cam Akers are within two ADP spots of each other in startup drafts this year, going at 93.6 and 95.4, wow. respectively. Akers just uh, basically a slot and a half uh, above Madison. Um, you know, I said maybe a late first for this type of player. So, you know, let's even just use a couple of the players from, you know, this year's rookie class uh, in that dynasty ADP tool and see how closely uh, we get to it. So uh, late, late first to very early second, you know, we could be talking about what De uh, Devin a chain. We could be talking about, um, you know, Sam Laporta. We could be talking about Marvin Mims even. So let's get a couple of these guys in here and see. Yeah, and a chain. Oh, we actually, we actually in our app have updated <laughs> him to Devon. Yep. Um, guess what? Devon a chain. Yep. Right after Madison and oh, sort of baby wow. ninety six point yep. zero. So again, you know, I've kind of just nailed that at yep. that you know that one two one two turn uh, evaluation. Let's put a little cherry on this one before we go to the wide receiver position. Yep. Who would you rather have? Um, in redraft and also in dynasty, Dave, Cam Akers or Alexander Madison? Hmm. I think I'd rather have Madison at this point. You'd rather have Madison? I think I'd rather have Madison. Um, I think that it's not too far off. I do think we have the potential for um, some higher quality opportunity. And a little bit of the tiebreaker for me is just what we've been able to see running backs achieve there on Minnesota the last couple of years uh, versus kind of what's always ended up being a hodgepodge there back in the backfield for the Rams. Yeah. I mean, going back a long time in Minnesota playing in the dome up there in the NFC North, there, there's a long lineage across multiple coaching staffs and GMs uh, of, of running backs making it work up there. And um, yeah, it has been pretty spotty other than the years of dominance from Todd Gurley and the Sean McVay uh la rams era so yeah i can't take issue with it i think it's honestly just like you know whichever one i already have um mm -hmm. or whichever one's cheaper in a startup i wouldn't you know i wouldn't have a conviction on on one over right. the other um all right i can't wait to find out what receiver you picked out we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Okay, so we're, we're doing two wide receivers. Okay. Both of them, I think, are pretty fun uh, players here to break down. So the first wide receiver plays on a pretty average team. I do think, though, that the quarterback there is pretty good. Uh, just things haven't really come together for this team the last couple of years. Uh, this player is either 25, 26, or 27. Does have four seasons under his belt. Um, in terms of how this player plays, they are a player that does use their athleticism uh, in a pretty important way, I would say. Um, let me quickly pull up some more specific info on him in the Stat Explorer. Uh, this is a player that over his career at this point um, has managed to finish in the wide receiver two ranks, has not hit that every season, but does have a finish or potentially two under his belt, is also no stranger to producing some really nice wide receiver one weeks. Last year, this player was very high in terms of expected points per game, uh, but was extremely inefficient in producing on those expected points per game. Now, their volume... How high are we talking? How, uh, like wide receiver two expected points per game? Like I, how, how, between, how uh, between 13 to 18 in expected points per game. Oh, holy smokes. Okay. Yep. Now, last year, uh, they were a wide receiver three in terms of total targets. This year, mm. the expectation would be that we should see this player get a bump in targets and very likely be the clear favorite uh, for his quarterback this season. The final thing I would say that probably is of note is that though I do like the quarterback there, um, I'm not sure that you could say that long term. Uh, this player is necessarily going to be paired with that quarterback over the next four or five years. Hmm. Yeah, that one's that one's interesting. Um, and you said never a wide receiver one yet. Nope, no wide receiver one years under his belt in terms of PPR per game. In terms of PPR per game. Um. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure I know exactly who this is. And unfortunately, you've given me a a spectrum that's a little, this is a little difficult because Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's DK Metcalf, but because he's got a wide receiver one season under his belt, at least in raw scoring. I can't remember if he did that while also not being a wide receiver one in points per game. But the comment around the athleticism, the com- comment around it an average team, a comment about it being a good QB but not sure about the long term, that puts me on somebody like a Geno Smith. Um, 
I also for a bit was thinking Cortland Sutton uh, for this player, but I don't think that he had that type of expected points per game uh, performance last year. So I, on the spot, I'm it's that's the spectrum. That's a pretty big range there. From so Sutton I'm going to say Metcalf. I'm going to say one one thing here too because I think it is important. This is uh it's not Metcalf with and the reason it's important here. Metcalf very big, very large player. This is a player that uses athleticism in a different way, not nearly as big on the, okay. you know, average to smaller side for wide receivers. Oh, well. Man, okay. Um, now I'm almost going, now I'm almost going more towards like a Terry McLaurin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that type of player. Uh, but I, I don't think that he, I don't even think that he had the expected points per game, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to zero in on a guy like Terry. Okay. Um, and maybe slightly below Terry McLaurin. So it's going to be between that Terry McLaurin and Cortland Sutton range. So we're talking about a guy that probably has a fair amount of redraft appeal. Even if, even if there are some questions, people are probably draft. I would imagine people are drafting this player somewhere between redraft rounds four and seven. Um, so he's kind of in that wide receiver two, three accumulation range of, of redraft or best ball drafts this year is what I would think. And for that price, you're probably not going to have people that are going to go out and purchase this player with a lot of conviction in dynasty. But during the year, maybe he becomes a player that somebody would trade their future first for uh, because they're going to think it's a, a playoff first if they think they're going to get some of that production. Um, and 25 to 27, we're not quite over the age hump yet, but we are getting into prime range. And so we better see the peak performance from this player soon, or they're just going to be stuck in dynasty value purgatory. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, a playoff future first, and maybe the player is valued between redraft rounds four and seven. How'd I do? actually pretty good so we kind of ended up getting pretty close although this was a player that i think was tough to give the specifics on and it is marquise hollywood brown the difficult part for me was with the quarterback situation this year because there are some talks about you know maybe this team goes and tries to get the young passer out of usc and move on from kyler also with kyler uh, we are expecting that he will be back this year. Uh, there is the question, though, kind of as to when. And then I think that there's still some people out there that are not sure just how good of a passer Murray actually is or how effective he can be in the context of the Cardinals uh, organization. Well, you know, this is great. You know, I'm not sure that Hollywood carries quite as much dynasty value as Terry McLaurin. Agreed. I think people feel a little bit more solid about the commander's offense, which is it's kind of crazy to that say. Is crazy. I think there's just more more overall other supporting pieces that make you think maybe the offense could uh be onto something in terms of building and you know if Eric B enemy can bring over some of the Andy Reid offensive sensibilities. And, and I mean McLaurin has I think been more consistent, although Marquise Brown's high points have matched McLaurin's, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that. I think that, uh, you know, fitting in there in that redraft four to seven range, and I could certainly see 
you know, if Kyler comes back and they show the type of connection that they had in early 2022 before things went off the rails, I mean, Hollywood was, he was trending towards, you know, a borderline wide receiver one type of season. I mean, that, that connection that they dialed up from back in their Oklahoma days was, you know, had reappeared on the field. So I could certainly see somebody trading a future first for Hollywood if things go right this year. But uh, the comment around the the player needing to show a ceiling soon or getting stuck in purgatory, um, I think is that that's maybe more of a, a warning shot on a player like Hollywood than it would be for McLaurin. Yeah, and uh, this this is really the year, right? If he's going to prove it, yeah. I, it feels like it's got to be this year. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it in in spite of the QB. Yep. All right. Our final wide receiver here, the final player we're going to do on this episode. Uh, one of the things clouding the valuation for this player is that there's been a lot of change um, organizationally uh, for this team over the last couple of seasons. We're going to have this team looking different this year, um, I think, than it did last year. This is also a player uh, that is still pretty young, He's uh, between 24 and 25, has played um, a couple of seasons in the league. Uh, fairly decent pedigree on this player. Um, you know, definitely had some fantasy managers very excited coming out of school. Has not yet proven to be a clear-cut wide receiver one. Um, I would say at this point, it's not any guarantee that you're going to get that get that from him but still a very interesting player last year finished inside the wide receiver two ranks was pretty efficient also had a couple of his best performances down the stretch on his career um last year was by and large his best season uh prior to that had not managed to really put things together in a way that people would have hoped for um, at that point in his career uh, was between 30 and 35 last year in targets um, in terms of expected points was in that wide receiver three type of range. I would say that there is some cautious optimism about this player and his team as we head into 2023. Um, I'm not sure if this is too vague, but we'll see when you end up heading with this. Nah, man. It's Jerry Judy. Yeah, it is right? Jerry Judy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do this game all the time. I love it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I thought that that would be uh, Jerry Judy. Um, what is my Jerry Judy dynasty take, man? I, well, you know, let's do it I'm, first. Let's just do it first based yeah. upon the things that you heard. Right. Well, um, okay. I mean, organizational change. You know, that, that's a pretty vague comment. I mean, if I knew, if, if you had layered in, I mean, because now that we know who the player is, or if you had told me these facts, yeah. it would affect the evaluation. I mean, just saying there's organizational change is, is, is a bit potentially misleading because yes. what, what that change means is, you know, the team traded three future firsts for, you know, a player that 16 months ago was considered a, future first ballot hall of famer at quarterback. Yep. And then, then they went out and they traded more uh, capital to, to get one of the best offensive minds in NFL history to run their team and Sean Payton. So, 
you know, that coupled with the fact that Judy or this player busted uh, out a little bit toward the end of last season under the age of 25, as you mentioned, um, high draft pedigree. You know, I think all the excitement around um, a player like that would be warranted, especially if we had the extra, extra context around the quarterback and the coaching staff. And then when you mentioned that it actually is Judy, um, you know, then it, then it all kind of comes into focus. But, you know, unfortunately, Judy's a player where you kind of do have to, you know, now that if we want to talk specifically about him, you have yep. to figure out which side of the line in the sand you're going to stand on. Because, you know, either either it's going to work out and he's undervalued or it's not going to work out and he's overvalued. I don't think that there's any chance that Jerry Judy is properly valued right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Siegel and I have talked about doing a dynasty crystal ball episode uh, in, in a little bit of a, a dynasty command center podcast reboot before the season starts. And I think Judy's a player that's going to be on the list of guys that I want Sean and I to talk about because I mean, you dust off that crystal ball and you know, he's either like, I don't know. I mean, he, he's like a, a top 30 startup pick next year, or he's going like outside the top seven, eight rounds. He's, he not, he's not hanging out in this area where he's at because he would basically have to just kind of exist, put up a season that's like 7,906 or something <laughs> like that to not move. And I just don't see it happen. And either, either Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are going to work swimmingly and, and Russell Wilson's going to have a career renaissance and Judy's going to have like 1300 receiving yards and everyone that is in on him is going to be right. Or Wilson is just not going to work out in Peyton's system at all. And he's going to get his guys in there. And I would think that there would be more collateral damage than just Russell Wilson. If it doesn't work this year, I think some of the receivers would be part of that collateral damage. I mean, he's got no ties to him. He drafted a player that is, you know, in some ways, maybe a budget version of Judy as a prospect and Marvin Mims. So, yeah, I mean, he's Judy's about one of the most complex dynasty evaluations that you could have picked out um, if you had actually just named him by name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that, that was a really fun one. Good pull by you. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to say on this, I have no good feel at all. Uh, really for what we should expect from Denver this year. As you said, this is a super complex problem. I am not smart enough to decipher uh, what I even think of it. As a result of that, it is hard to value Judy and make a bet on him. I guess the final thing I would say, though, is I still think that Judy is good enough that if things didn't work out in Denver and he gets a second shot somewhere else, it still could come to fruition. Now, how does that factor in knowing that he's missed price? I'm not really sure, um, but really forced to make a decision here. I think I'm actually going to bet on Judy than bet against him, which is odd because I feel like yeah. if you asked me about Denver on the whole, I would say I would bet against Denver and not bet on them. But I guess that's because I still like Judy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, if we're not, if we're now going to share our actual takes, I mean, I, I'm in on Denver. I, I just think that we've seen too much positive from Russell Wilson over the years to think that he just has completely flopped. It's clear that Seattle's culture uh, and coaching staff knew how to handle him in a Mm -hmm. way that they were able to get top performance from him. And over the years that eroded uh, or perhaps as some of the offensive veteran leadership uh, left town and, you know, guys like Marshawn Lynch and Doug Baldwin that were 
material to his early early career success when they, when they left you know maybe some of those um checks and balances fell by the wayside a guy like peyton he's a hard ass man he's not putting up with any of that crap um and so i think he is going to be able to get the best out of russell wilson and I, you know, i've been stacking um russ and you know both denver receivers uh across my best ball portfolios and you know i've um I've got a fair amount of exposure to both Judy and Sutton in my dynasty portfolio. I'm not, you know, really looking to move either of those guys. I've got 20 uh, through about a hundred underdog uh, best ball mania four drafts so far, Dave, I've got 20% Cortland Sutton and 18% Jerry Judy with only a few iterations of them both stacked with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. So you can basically say four out of 10 teams that I'm drafting right now has one of those two guys. Um, which is a pretty big bet on the Broncos to turn it around. Yeah, for sure. So I always really enjoy this exercise. Um, I think the idea of considering a player as some of these different milestones at their career and some of these other attributes versus thinking about their name, uh, even though it's hard to do it on your own, uh, but kind of walking through that exercise maybe helps, is always useful as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's been a great run here for these 300 episodes. We really Jeez, do appreciate man. everybody um, coming in, sitting with us sometimes three times a week. Um, love getting all that feedback, questions coming in. This, uh, this, this, I almost said this off season, this season. And by the way, man, I, I don't know if I already said this on air. The, the air is starting to change out here in New Hampshire. It is starting oh, wow. to change sometimes yeah. in the morning. It is starting to feel more like the fall left Oof. work late a couple of nights, the last couple of weeks. And you're starting to get a little bit of that crisp breaking through some of the humidity. It. It's Inject almost it. here, I man. It. It's it. coming. I need it. So yeah. we'll, we'll have some more, uh, continue on what we did last year during the season. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. And uh reminder, Adam J. Schimpf, you got to get in touch with me, man. Let's get, let's get our fantasy pros championship draft scheduled and uh, chase that that million i'm you and dave let's get it done thank you for listening to the rotoviz fantasy football show send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com follow us on twitter at dave cabin ff and at c patrick nfl leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate review and subscribe Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider 
with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.